Rise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about how February got its name. The month of February was named for the Roman great mother goddess Juno Februata. Juno, originally pronounced Juno, was the pan-Indo-European creator goddess whose name was derived from the word uni, meaning all-encompassing divinity. Her powers were all-encompassing, for she ruled over all phases of life and death. Juno had dozens of attributes that described her powers, such as Juno Lucina, goddess of celestial light, the sun, moon, and stars. She was also Juno Moneta, the advisor and admonisher. Juno Populonia, mother of the people, and Juno Sospita, the preserver and the goddess of war. Still another of her titles was Juno Februata, Februata meaning fevered. This epithet described Juno in her fevered state of sexual excitement and erotic love. Indeed, so important were Juno's sexual powers to the Romans that they named an entire month to honor her, the month of February. It may be hard for us in today's world to imagine how ancient peoples could have viewed sexuality with such reverence, especially since the modern world tends to see sexuality as embarrassing, shameful, and deeply private. But in earlier times, sex was honored as a holy sacrament, a way of experiencing union with the divine. That is why there are so many goddesses of sexuality throughout history. That is why there were priestess prostitutes in the temples. Women were naturally connected to the goddess because they could give birth and thus participate in the cycle of birth and rebirth. But men did not have this ability. So temple prostitutes had sacred sex with men who came to the temple so they could experience union with the goddess in a sacred setting and achieve a mystical state of psychosexual ecstasy. After all, the root word of prostitute comes from the word meaning to prostrate oneself, in other words, to worship. And furthermore, it is interesting to note that the original meaning of the old German word lust, or lust as we pronounce it, was religious joy. And so, during the Ides of February in the middle of the month, Romans celebrated Juno's fever of erotic love called the Lupercalia. This was a festival of sexual license in which they chose partners for erotic games. Sexual rites were enacted in sacred grottoes, <clears throat> and what we would consider lewd and lascivious parades were held throughout the city. It makes our own Valentine's Day seem sadly tame and dull by comparison. Our Valentine's Day was the church's attempt to replace Juno Februata and her Lupercalia with veneration of a mystical martyr called St. Valentine. St. Valentine was a figure made up by the church to be the patron of lovers, albeit chaste lovers, who were willing to abide by the anti-sexual teachings of the church. But people were not dissuaded. Despite prohibitions from the church, people continued to observe the old lubricalia with various forms of secret sex worship. 
Saint Valentine was also invoked magically in love charms and potions because, despite all, Saint Valentine was really no more than a disguised version of ancient love gods like Eros, Cupid, Priapus, and Pan. Many books have been written and still need to be written about how necessary healthy and sacred sexuality is for society. Psychological studies suggest that declines in expressions of healthy sexuality correspond with rises in unhappiness, cruelty, and aggression. Historically, the demise of sacred sexuality mirrors the rise in oppression of women. We have many thousands of years of negative and unhealthy social and religious conditioning to overcome before we can once again appreciate the fact that sexuality is more than just orgasm. And so may we honor Juno Februata this month and discover each in our own way our connection to the divine through sacred sexuality. Blessed be. You've been listening to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.